0: now there's a brand new web page especially for this podcast. The Politocrat Daily Podcast can now be found on thepolitocrat.com a brand new page that centralizes all of the places that you can listen to this podcast the major platforms and many others at politocrat.com. lots of content that you can see there right now And every single day. So subscribe now to The Politocrat Daily Podcast and make sure you visit thepolitocrat.com. Thank you. Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Sunday, January the 10th. 2021. On this episode of The Politocrat, 10 days. 10 days until Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are sworn in as President and Vice President of the United States. But the journey from here to there will probably be one of the most intense and very tense journeys in the history of the United States. I'll explain why right after this. So we have just survived another coup attempt. We literally have just survived it. The first coup attempt, at least in the most recent times here in the United States, was the multiple attempts, actually, to overturn the 2020 U.S. presidential election by all of these frivolous, baseless legal challenges by Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, and various others in an attempt to overturn the results in at least four states, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia. I think Wisconsin was also on that list as well. There were at least five then. Um, But the point is, is that there was sustained activity over the last six or seven weeks. Pennsylvania was also included in the mix. And these are all the states. There are several states where Rudy Giuliani made an idiot of himself. What else is new? And held press conferences near sex shops and did all kinds of stuff. Dye dripping down his hair, his face. Of course, you all remember that. That was the Kabuki theater and the camp and the BS and the reality TV nonsense. And that's what was happening for much of the month of November and a lot of December. And it was met with howls of derision by most. They had only won really two lawsuits. One of them was something really, um, there were legal challenges. One of them was really frivolous about moving uh, poll watchers closer to watch the poll workers and see how things are going with the count. That was the trivial one. And the other one was just something else that didn't amount to much. And they lost over 60 different challenges that they had bringing frivolous, actions before the courts in these states around the country and they were getting laughed out of court now these attorneys were not getting sanctioned as they should be rule 11b sanctions would have absolutely seen them stop bringing these suits and under penalty of being disbarred by the way too because when Rudy Giuliani went into a Pennsylvania court he was asked by a judge is there a basis of fraud in your complaint? And he said, no, there's no fraud. So what these guys did was tie up courts for weeks. And luckily the courts reacted swiftly, but what they did was tie up the courts. They were hoping that these Trump appointed judges would help them. And they hoped that they would rule in their favor, obviously. And Rudy Giuliani, once he was asked, well, Where is your action? What's your cause of action? And tell me, where's the fraud? And he is in court under oath. So he cannot lie. So he admitted on more than one occasion that there was no fraud. Yet at press conferences and to the public, he was talking about there being fraud. So he was completely lying as everybody knows. That was the ha 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 it's funny this is stupid this is ridiculous portion of the coup attempt everybody stopped laughing four days ago when the very violent bloody serious portion of the coup attempt unfolded that's when things got real and what began on Wednesday as a congregation of people who were waiting to hear Donald Trump speak and were waiting to just have this rally. By the time Donald Trump finished his speech, it was a charged up, amped up mob of people. But that mob of people were joined by people who had already made these kinds of plans And when I say kinds of plans, I'm not talking about, well, we're just going to stick around here and see what's what and take some pictures and be on our way. I'm talking about plans of absolutely murdering political officials. That's what these people were in the U.S. Capitol to do. They're people with zip ties. Now, why would you be. Carrying a bunch of plastic zip ties. Those are the things that are used as plastic handcuffs. Now, where did you get those? Maybe you can buy them someplace, but why would you have those? Why would you have army fatigues on? Why would you have that? Why would you have guns with you? Why would you have knives? Why would you have pipe bombs? Why would you have flashbangs? Why would you have tasers? Somebody reportedly died because his taser went off in his pants and actually went off on his scrotum and the pressure and the shock reaction caused him a heart attack and he died. This is a guy who is shown with these guns in his hands, gun-toting picture, Now that guy's dead because of his own stupidity. You can't make that up if that is a true story. You cannot make that story up. That wouldn't even go down well in a Will Ferrell comedy. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even be funny. And Will Ferrell is a really funny guy. Wow. I mean, incredible. But the reality is, is that the January the 6th portion was not a Jim Carrey or a Will Ferrell type of situation. This was extremely serious. And I think that you and the American public and people around the world know that. Certainly they know it by now, four days later. Seeing some more accounts, I've been reading some of them. I have not been watching uh, CNN or MSNBC, because as I said, you know, I th- just think that there's a lot of alarmism. Although this is not a story that you would need to alarm any, because it's on its face one of those stories that is disturbing and cause enough alarm causes enough alarm as it is. But this is a very very serious thing, and what you begin to realize now is that. This thing was much more violent than we knew at the time. Usually that's what happens. A lot of things are very frenzied. And I was watching the coverage on C-SPAN and I'm really grateful for it because C-SPAN got to speak to some of the reporters and I played some of that audio the other day. It was really effective. It was really good television in the sense that you really got a sense of how difficult it was to move around in that Capitol building. Because they were journalists in undisclosed locations. Obviously, they couldn't tell you where their location was. And yet, you read these accounts now, like I did. Partial account from Igor Bobich. And Igor Igor Bobich put this photo. He has some incredible photos. He had an incredible video, which I've talked about before of a black um, United States um, Capitol officer, police officer, being chased by these this white mob, this white terrorist Trump mob. Thugs, they're not even a mob, it's a bunch of thugs. And that cop did exactly what you had to do. It was just him against a group of 20 people, 20 white terrorists. And he managed to keep them at bay. He managed to retreat and retreat and retreat until, fortunately, there were other officers, maybe five or six officers, who were all white, most of them, standing at this other area that he retreated to. And he kept calling for backup. He kept calling for backup. And it took him, it seemed like, forever to get there. And I think that's where those backup were, they called. And he was retreating backwards. And, you know, if he had made a wrong move, he could have been killed by that mob. So the police were really outnumbered. I kind of bring all this up um, to relive that trauma for a few minutes with you. Sorry. In order to make some points, I think, about just where we are at the moment. We're in a really very tenuous place here with 10 days remaining until the transfer of power. And believe you me, when Donald Trump says, as he did a couple of days ago, but the, that the um, transfer of power will be orderly, he is lying to you. You know this by now. This guy has told nearly 30,000 lies in just four years. So when he says that the transfer of power will be orderly, he is not telling you the truth. Surprise, surprise. The transfer of power could be no more orderly. No more, no less. I mean, it just couldn't be orderly at all. You've already had so many cabinet members resign from the Trump administration. That is not orderly. And don't forget, orderly and peaceful are two different things. And he never mentioned the word peaceful in a statement that he made via, um, I guess, an account uh, for Dan Scavino. So this is the trick, right? This is the trick, the manipulation that comes. This is not going to be an orderly 10 days. This is gonna be a very tense 10 days. And it really does make me wonder, if Joe Biden should indeed be having this inauguration on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. I am absolutely very concerned about that now. And literally about two days, three days ago, I wasn't. When Joe Biden was asked the question, are you concerned about your safety or your security? Uh, And the inauguration and Joe Biden turned around, he was about to leave, completely leave after giving a speech. And he turned around and came back and said, look, I am not Concerned at all about my safety, about my security, or about the inauguration. I don't know that he should have this inauguration on the steps of the US Capitol. I really don't. And I think that it's a security risk. Look, I am not someone with any privy knowledge on these affairs. So you have to accept or not accept that I am right now speculating, which is not necessarily the best thing to do. But I proceed anyway. What I'm concerned about is the security. What I'm concerned about is some kind of compromise of Biden's security, of Harris's security, or of someone else's security the day of. And I think that that's something that needs to be looked into after what we saw clearly, in my view, as I think I've said before here, I've certainly said it on Twitter at the Popcorn R-E-E-L. I think that what happened on January the 6th was not only a, a, a terrorist attack, but it was an inside job. It was a systemic terrorist attack. And it was, in my view, done by people at the behest of Donald Trump and people in the administration, people close to him, and people in the U.S. Capitol Police, those of whom are Trump supporters, enabled these Trump thugs and terrorists to just waltz on in. There's any number of videos that show this. I mean, this was really, really bad. This was not a breach. This was not a breach. This was a case of the Trump-supporting Capitol Police those of whom were actively engaged in this, letting in these supporters, that's not it, these thugs, that's not a breach. That is come on down, the water's warm. That's what that is. So I really would resist this idea that, ooh, it's a security breach. You see, everybody get, well, some people give benefit to the criminality of these people and i say no that was no breach that was u.s capitol police opening up barriers and waving people in with the crowds already thousands deep i mean this is just a nightmare it's incredible that more people didn't get killed and incredible, quite frankly, that lawmakers didn't get killed. That Igor Bobich, I knew, look, I wanted to finish that point. Igor Bobich had shared all this incredible video and photos online as this was unfolding in real time. He did this on Twitter in particular. Then, you know, there was an account, I think it was in the Washington Post, where literally... Literally, the Capitol Police and Secret Service, I guess, got called over there too, eventually. They sealed off the um, safe room for the Senate, for the Senators at 2.15, literally under a minute before these thugs and terrorists came to the same spot. I mean, this was just a matter of seconds difference. Quick thick, you know, quick thinking, quick acting. It was very, very close indeed. You realize just how close. And it really is scary. They were within a minute of a confrontation with armed. White male terrorists. And that would not have gone well. As it stands, all of the lawmakers are safe and sound. But my question is can we afford to take that chance in 10 days' time? Welcome back. So what do you think? Do you think that Joe Biden should be holding the inauguration? I mean, it's not up to him, quite frankly. It's up to the inaugural committee, which are a separate group of people. Now, Lord knows if they've been infiltrated or not. Lord knows whether they have been or not. You know, who knows? The inaugural committee is independent from Joe Biden. But I pose my question all the same to you, dear listener. Do you think that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should have the inauguration in front of the steps of the U S Capitol, where pretty much all of them have been held over the last God knows how many years. I don't know if every single one of them have been held there, but a lot of them have been, do you think we're living now in a pandemic? Do you think that we should have that inauguration, given what happened just four days ago? Do you think that we should be having this inauguration on the steps of the U.S. Capitol in 10 days time on January 20th? That's the big question that I have. I really want to know what you think about that. I'm going to put up a... uh, Well, by the time you get to hear this, I, I am going to have a poll up on Twitter at the popcorn, R-E-E-L. I may even do a Facebook one as well for the Politocrat Facebook page, which doesn't really have a URL that's easy to remember. So I'm going to put a link to it in the line of notes. I think I already have a link to the Facebook page in the line of notes. And it may be at the bottom of the line of notes on Apple and pretty much any of these other platforming hosts but I, I just really would like to get your sense of where you stand on that if you think that the inauguration should go ahead on the U.S. US Capitol steps. I told you what my opinion about this was. Um, I just think that there's just too much of a risk. The power does not cede until after Joe Biden finishes his swearing in. I mean, that's going to be roughly, what, a few minutes after 12 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time on January the 20th. All of us are going to be watching. And yes, the crowds have been scaled back, as you would know, from coronavirus, obviously. they're supposed to be around 400 to 500 guests or so. Each guest brings one person only. I think that's a good idea. Helps to reduce the spread of this virus. Plus, it keeps the crowd down. So these are very important things. Very important. And I'm just really hoping that nothing happens. I'm just hoping this thing goes off without a hitch. Um, If they do hold it in front of the Capitol building on the steps. I really do hope so. I, I pray that that happens. But there is a part of me that is extremely nervous about this inauguration. And as I said a little earlier, I hadn't been nervous about it. Not really until maybe just yesterday on Saturday where I began to get a little bit more nervous as this time now creeps a little closer because I think that there is a possibility that something could happen. And I I pray again that I'm wrong, but not having this inauguration somewhere else plays into the hands of these people. There have already been rumors and news or alleged news of an attempt again three days before the inauguration. Now, I trust that the authorities are looking at this. Trust me, they actually are. They've got all kinds of intelligence. These are the same people who stopped the plot to kidnap and kill Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We, we've looked, that happened just three months ago. And people are somehow shocked that this happened last week when three, it wasn't even three, it was barely three months ago, less than that, where you had this plot unveiled to kill, kidnap, and kill the governor of Michigan. And, and the crazy thing is, some of the same people involved in that showed up, I think, yes, well, yesterday, but on Wednesday. I think this is just too risky here. We've seen the infiltration. It's obviously an inside job, in my view. There's obviously infiltration of the U.S. Capitol Police. That's very dangerous. You had a newly minted Virginia congressman arrested. There goes his political career. Or maybe not, given the climate that we're in. But it's just crazy. It's really crazy. Um, to think that they're going to have this inauguration. Now, if they have it, great. And it goes off without a hitch, perfect. But I just think they are enormous security concerns. And if they're not, then act as if everything's okay then, because this is really an issue. And I think that Joe Biden knows this. I think Kamala Harris knows this. I think all of them do. So this is going to be very, very tenuous here over these next 10 days. I go into detail about this in a fairly long thread. It's not that long. The thread is maybe about 10 tweets, which is not that long for a thread. But in that thread, I talk about these issues, including the one I just spoke about and a number of others. And I think that you really should, you know, read that thread, which is at the popcorn R-E-E-L. That, once again, is on Twitter, at The Popcorn, R-E-E-L. And you can scroll through the tweets from January the 10th, 2021. And I have a thread. I should probably just pin it, but it's a thread of about 10 tweets or so outlining some of the skeletal plans and um not skeletal plans but just the the I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's a framework of what's been happening here in this country with media with foreign policy and war and um all kinds of things and so I I just think that's a really important thing that you've got to be aware of people but you know I, I just think that um You know, I just think this is critical that this, um, I mean, one part of me says, yes, they should show a show of strength and you shouldn't buckle down when it comes to an inauguration ceremony. But the other part of me says, this guy has not given Joe Biden, even really now, enough national security briefings or documents or information still even today. And that's really disconcerting. Because that leaves the country in an extraordinarily weaker place. And having a country in a weaker place and position is not helpful. Which is why Donald Trump must be tried for his high crimes and misdemeanors in the Senate as well as in the House. Of course, the House has announced that it's going to be uh, implementing an introduction to impeachment. I believe on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So that's going to happen. The question, and he's gonna be impeached for sure. The question is, how many Republicans are going to join? You know, that's the key. How many, how many, ah, um, oh, damn! This is, this is just, this is really something, you know? Um, How many people are, how many Republicans are going to join for this impeachment that happens? I mean, there'll be some in the House, but not many. There will be some in the Senate. I think the Senate's going to go along with this. I know some people think, nah, you're crazy. But I don't think that I'm crazy on this, at least, that the Senate will help to turn the tide here and convict. Donald Trump, I think that's not beyond the realm of possibility. Pat Toomey has claimed that he wants him to go. Um, Lisa Mikowski has. Uh, who else? You know, obviously Mitt Romney has. That's three right there. But they need another 14 Republicans, so that's 17 total, to remove him. Do you think that that's going to get done? I actually do think it's going to get done somehow. But we'll see. I even offered a a bet, take the bet. You know, I was like, take the bet on this, because you know, you might win. You might win a book from me, yours truly. But I don't get to win anything if I win. I just get the satisfaction of being right. But you know, it just makes it just makes you wonder. I go back to that, but I also go back to again, read this thread that I put up um on Sunday, the tenth of January, 2021 a really important thread that I wrote on Twitter, at the popcorn, R-E-E-L. I might put a link to that thread as well. Ten more days. What we've seen now over these last four, obviously the violent acts, the cowardly acts of these white terrorists and thugs is... Somewhat, well, it's just it's just really it's just crazy. This is really an issue. We really have to dig in here these next ten days, and um, this is the thing I was worried about. I wasn't worried about the election because I was very confident that Joe Biden would win it. I wrote an article back in August, excuse me, April, April of two thousand twenty making that very clear that I thought Joe Biden would win, would win big. And he did. I said, it was more comparable, the 2020 election to the 1932 election. And I, I said that in, in April of 2020, this is well before the election and it turned out to be right. So I know that, um, others may want to share credit and find, you know, come on in and share the credit. But I, I want to just let you know that that's what I did. So, you know, um, We've just got a lot of stuff that we've got to get done. We've really got to be careful. I think there's a very tenuous 10 days remaining. Um, I think these people are going to try again. These terrorists, I think they will try again in spite of the fact that, you know, 70 or so of them plus have been arrested already and charged, some of them. But... Do not sleep on this and do not sleep on Joe Biden or the presidency of Joe Biden or the vice president Kamala Harris. And just don't do that. Don't do that because you just, you know, it. it's just I don't think that's really a, a wise move. You know, I just, oh, dear, as I kind of ramble off here. But I just think that we've got to be very, very careful. Let's keep ourselves on point on focus and let's make sure that we are as safe as we can be wear a mask physically distance remember to wash your hands remember to also uh, if you're going to you know go out for a long period of time make sure you wear two masks make sure you wash your hands and your face of course, wash your hands first before you wash your face when you return from outdoors and make sure that when you're leaving from outdoors, you already have a mask on inside your apartment or your house so that you don't have to be doing that outside. I see so many people do that. They'll stand in a corridor in an apartment or they will stand in the street and they will then put their mask on when they see you, which I don't think is a smart thing, but you know, that's neither here nor there, but I don't know. We we just have lots to do and we've got to be careful. So it's a it's a shorter episode today um a because we've had a couple of longer episodes over the last couple of days. I wanted to just keep this one nice and short even though what the information contained therein is is not nice at all. Um so I'll go from there. Um, I do very much appreciate your time and I will continue to talk about this and other stories as we get closer and closer. To Wednesday, January the 20th, 2021. That day is going to be one heck of a day in this country and we will see what happens. But we do need a lot more protection and safety and let that be our guide. All of this, oh, we shouldn't impeach because, oh my gosh, you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy. All these chicken hawks who bomb black and brown countries for fun, in quotes, now are somehow all scared and chicken hawky, right? When it comes to, punishing a traitor like Donald Trump for his role in murdering five people. I mean, it's just incredible what we've got here. And it goes to show you how this kind of, I don't know, infiltration has happened, not just overnight, but it's been happening for decades now. And it's really a problem. Um, Deregulation's to blame and all this other stuff is to blame too. It's just really disconcerting if... If you're a female and and, uh, it's problematic, of course, if you're a male and if you're uh, black or, you know, it's just very difficult stuff. So um, I really hope that you are doing well and I hope that you're careful as best you can given the circumstances. And, you know, um, I just want to say, be well, be careful and make sure you um, follow the guidelines and put a mask on your face, please. It's very important. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I am Omar Moore.